Hello, hello there, all you ghastly ghouls and goblins. Welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay family. family. Hello there, Sam Baxter. Hello, Pissy Miles. It's so strange <laughs> to have done that. <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt really weird. I was a little concerned I would forget my line for a second, which is my name. Well, and thank God I open it and have all the time to think about it because I was like, <laughs> it had been so long. We'd been doing the 13 weeks of Halloween for so long that I was like, I was like, okay, so I say, hello, welcome back, new episode, my name. And this is. Okay, beautiful. I, it, I literally had to like script it out in my head and I'm like, you've been doing this for the for two years. And frankly, the episodes have been coming out for two years, but we started recording in April 2019. Yeah. So we've really been doing this damn near three. And I'm like, <laughs> we probably, uh, we probably, I pro it sh it should be a little more ingrained in me, I think, than it is. But yeah. uh, it did feel nice to do it again, I suppose. Okay, that's that's one, fine. You're like that's one take. <laughs> that's one opinion. You didn't like it. I always, I always get nervous that I'm going to come in too late. Like I'm not too gonna late? like I'm not gonna hit the beat right. I don't think it matters <laughs> i think i think you think it matters more than it does okay <laughs> all you have to do is say it it's just uh, you could as long as you don't say it while i'm talking i think you've nailed it that's what i'm gonna do next time <laughs> hello you ghastly ghouls and goblins i'm your resident and i'm your resident spooky smart ass sam baxter and i'm like nope too soon go back tina <laughs> you're doing the call of the wild um, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, I'm doing well. There's not a lot going on. Um, yeah, I've mostly just been trying to get ready for Halloween because we are recording this before Halloween. We are recording this before Halloween. We were talking about this in the mini-sode, which you would know if you were if you were a subscriber at patreon.com slash myspookygayfamilyding. Um... We uh, we were talking about the fact that we are recording this well in advance. <laughs> we have been doing a ton of recording. Uh, we obviously, you know by now, did interviews with Sam Irvin and the amazing Elvira. And we had guests like That Spooky on the podcast the week of Halloween. So we ended up doing more episodes than we were supposed to the week of Halloween. And we wanted to record this episode in advance because... We didn't want to record this episode on Halloween because we normally record on Sundays. So we have done a lot of recording this week. We've basically fried our brains and are doing our best to keep it all together. But I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm 
actually enjoying recording today. Good, because you've been cranky. I was a bit cranky. (laughs) (laughs) My schedule's been a a bit crazy. I've been a bit hectic. I started new shows. I'm still in the process of of starting new shows. I may have some stuff to announce here soon because... uh, well, I, I don't I don't want to make any announcements before before they're due. But I'm trying to start a really ambitious new monthly show. Okay. And that's all I'll say about it. And it's like on the edge of happening. Uh, but I cannot announce it yet because it is not official. And honestly, I wouldn't want to announce it until it was time anyway. But it is a really cool idea and it's a lot of fun and hopefully if people uh hear about it they will come and watch it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i've been doing a lot of planning a lot of extracurricular work i've been doing uh, a lot of crazy appearances a lot of big appearances high pressure appearances so uh i definitely got a little manic for a minute (laughs) but i'm feeling okay And now we uh we're we're kind of back into the swing of things. The 13 weeks of Halloween are sadly over, but we are coming up on the uh 49 weeks of Christmas. So that's <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> Imagine if we did 13 weeks of Halloween and then the rest of the year was just Christmas. <laughs> I mean, that'd probably feel a little weird around May. I don't know that I'd be bothered by it. I'd probably I mean, I know you wouldn't be bothered. Uh, No, literally every other human on earth would be, but I would not. (laughs) (laughs) I could live in Santa's workshop. I I would be Buddy the Elf. I'd be like, Santa! (laughs) Um, Have you ever seen Elf? Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen it the whole way through. Uh, Same. You would think that uh, as someone who is a huge fan of Christmas, I would love that movie. I'm going to give a kind of unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's comedy doesn't really do much for me. Okay. I'm not saying he's not funny. Clearly he is. He is very successful. People love him a lot. Uh, and good on you. If you like Will Ferrell, by all means, have at it. I find I'm not a huge fan of his comedy. So Elf just didn't really... It didn't really appeal to me. But I think the idea of Buddy the Elf is probably who I am at the (laughs) deepest core of my person. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll go see the musical and see if that resonates with me a little more. There you go. I, yeah. Where was I going with this? We are, we are done with the 13 weeks of Halloween, (laughs) but we will, we have a lot of fun stuff planned for you for the holiday season coming up very shortly. We actually, I'm very excited. I won't obviously tell you what it is, but we have something very planned, very exciting (laughs) planned for this weekend that we are recording for you guys. It's, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a real kiki. That's all I'll give you. It's going to be a real kiki. Uh, And we're having a conversation with someone very special about one of my favorite movies. Well, one of my favorite 90s movies. That got very specific. Because it's not, I wouldn't call it a favorite movie, but I love it in the context of its creation. Okay. 
that's all I'll say about okay. it. Uh, yeah, so we are we are unfortunately done with the 13 weeks of Halloween. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you liked the uh, the beefed up theme song. I certainly miss it a bit myself. But trust and believe a new beefed up <laughs> theme song is on its way. <laughs> well, you Probably starting next week. What? Well, wouldn't they have just heard it? Or are you no, not starting uh, no, it? No, the... the the traditional Nate Walker theme song oh, okay. was inserted in the beginning of this episode oh, okay. already. But um, yeah, maybe starting next week. It, I, I know People get so mad when I start the Christmas shit early, and I know, but this is my podcast, and so I'm kind of thinking <laughs> I should just be allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, that's not my podcast. It's our podcast. But Thank you. I do all the editing, so... <laughs> So who knows? Maybe I maybe next week we'll start. Maybe I'll give it two weeks. I'll give you okay. two weeks in November. A lot of times people are like, you have to wait until after Thanksgiving. But we have said many times on this podcast that Thanksgiving is essentially just Christmas light. It's Christmas <laughs> one. It is. Christmas a, Christmas one and then uh, Christmas is Christmas one A. It's just a clause. Yeah, on this podcast, Thanksgiving is mostly about doing some kind of cannibal true crime. Mm. Do we have a cannibal this year? I'm going to find one. I was going to say, we haven't given it much thought yet. We uh, trust and believe we will be <laughs> We will be giving you some cannibals for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I, I love a good cannibal yeah. true crime story. We do have to have Bob back on, though, I think. <laughs> To talk about it. Bob's gonna be so bad. He's gonna be like, is this my new tradition? Yes. That we just uh we just have him on to talk about people who eat people. <laughs> people, people who eat people. That would be a great parody. <laughs> if I if I did a Barbara Streisand parody about cannibals, <laughs> I should write this down. Somebody write this down and send it to me in a TXT file. Um <laughs> Yes, we, we have a lot of fun stuff planned for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for Kwanzaa, for all of the holidays that people are celebrating this holiday season. Uh, but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> so I'll give you two weeks. You get two weeks and that's it. If I'm feeling generous, I might start next week. I don't know yet. Okay. We'll see. Would you be mad if I started next week? No, I was honestly expecting you to start this week. So Really? I did... I did consider it. But to be fair, I haven't had a lot of time in my schedule. <laughs> we also haven't figured out the structure of our of our Christmas season yet either. So th- that will decide a lot of what happens next. That said, welcome back, kids, to another episode. This is, of course, my spooky gay family. <clears throat> oh, God, I'm imploding. I have also had kind of a, I've been saying, I've been having a crazy week. Today was no different. I had a meeting earlier um, that I forgot about today (laughs) and had scheduled some car maintenance for the day. And so I've talked a lot about how I bought a brand new car this earlier this year. And I will say one of my favorite things about it is that I guess for the first year or two years, I don't know. I don't remember what the agreement was, but all of my maintenance is basically covered. Nice. All of my, all of my like, like traditional maintenance, like oil changes and filter changes and shit like that. So 
I took my car to get an oil change and they fixed all the bobbins and and whatever the fucker <laughs> goes in it. I, I don't know. I was saying to Sam earlier, I was like, I was like, I don't know. They moved the tires and poked them to see if they laughed. I don't know what they did to this car. It was just, I don't really give a shit. I, they, they fixed it <laughs> and, and it works wonderfully. But um, I forgot that I had had the appointment at three with for my meeting and then I had the car appointment at 115 and I had said I would wait for the car and you know how dealerships are it's like you have no idea how it's going to run yeah. and I looked at the guy and I was like I was like am I going to be out of here by 230 and he was like well considering you showed up a half hour early for your 115 appointment I think you'll be fine and uh I'm very neurotic that way are you yes yes I am I don't know what it is in our family's genes we just like I can't sit around and wait for something. If like if I know I have fifteen minutes before I have to be at something, I can't like. If it takes five minutes to get there, I'm going to leave now and spend ten minutes waiting there instead of waiting ten minutes and leaving. To to go to drive the appropriate yeah. five minutes because in my mind it's like well, if I leave at the last possible minute. Then by the time I get there, something will have gone wrong. There will have been an accident outside my apartment building and every street is closed. An asteroid will have hit my car. Like, I don't know what will happen, but something will prevent me from getting there on time. So I'm like, if I leave early, then I get there early and then I'm there on time. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's my own. That's my neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there are worse neuroses than just being punctual. I suppose. It makes me a terribly unusual drag queen. I will say that. <laughs> Most drag queens are not terribly punctual. It is not something we're particularly known for, I will say. I would consider you a punctual person. Thank you. Um, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. You tend to be overly punctual. <laughs> like, well, I'll be like, okay, we're recording at four. And then at like 2.15, you're like, okay, we're stopping at Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, yes, you're a very punctual person. To be fair, I send those texts before we leave. It's not... Oh, I, th I always assume no. that you're like at walking Starbucks? into Starbucks no. as you're texting me. And I'm like, what are you doing? No, I plan to go to Starbucks. Would you like me to get some? Oh, before? I see. That makes that makes it a little more understandable. Because I was like, I was like, they're an hour and fifteen minutes early. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad. I was like, and then I wonder, like, what the fuck is happening at Starbucks that they get here so late? Not late, but on time. On uh, later than it would have taken to get here from Starbucks. Yes. Because I happen to live right near one, um, are you? A bit, have you been enjoying your Starbucks this this fall season? I've only gone like twice. Me too. Which I find sad because I really want a PSL right now. That's how I feel, and I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the balance because my new thing is. I don't drink caffeine. Again, here we are back on the fucking food binge. But um, I don't drink caffeine. I don't do a lot of carbs. The decaf, low carb, low fat pumpkin spice frappuccino mm -hmm. is still something like 50 carbs, okay. <laughs> which is not a small amount. No. Um, 
And so I've I've only had I think two or three this whole fall season. I know. Uh, again, we are recording this in advance of Halloween, so take that into consideration. I know that the week of Halloween, I'm going to drink at least two. Yeah. Because it's just a Halloween treat. Mm-hmm. After Halloween, I'm probably going to have to abandon the pumpkin spice frappuccino because I can't I can't justify it anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens after Halloween. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> but we are not here to talk about pumpkin spice frappuccinos all day, though I wish we could. We are here because we have another wonderful episode for all of you. We uh we thought it would be fun today. We've been doing a lot of movies and things recently and uh, we thought it would be fun to go kind of more in the direction of the paranormal today. This one is not what I would consider spooky paranormal. This one is more... Strange? Strange, odd, crypto paranormal. I don't know how to... I don't know how to phrase it. I, d- I don't know what... I don't know what this would be considered. But... um. We are we are going into geological spookiness today. <laughs> <laughs> Geographical spookiness, I suppose. Um, we are going into a, a conversation about something that I actually don't have a lot of experience with. This is a pretty popular topic amongst conspiracy theorists and people who really like to watch the sci-fi channel. This is <laughs> uh, a topic... That I'm, I'm sure everyone will have heard of. It. This conversation was inspired by our watching of the Adams family. We are going to have a discussion about the Bermuda Triangle, because of course in the Adams family, Uncle Fester supposedly <laughs> disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle and was rescued and brought back. And then the Bermuda Triangle is a fascination of Wednesdays. So uh, it is actually a pretty pivotal plot point. Yeah, kind of. And so in watching the movie, I was like, well, we've never discussed anything about it. If I'm being honest, I don't know much about it. So I was like, let's let's do some research and have a conversation about a spooky real place, quote unquote, the Bermuda Triangle. Have you uh, what, what was your first experience <laughs> with the Bermuda Triangle? Um, I think my first like knowledge that the Bermuda Triangle existed was actually a Rocco's Modern Life episode where they go on a cruise, really, and end up in the Bermuda Triangle, and I they like go back in time. Episode. I don't remember this episode at all. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it now. Is it uh, Rocco's Modern Life? Must be streaming somewhere. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime, mm. but I don't know if it's free. I mean, that's probably worth it in my opinion. Although. I will say I have watched several cartoons as an adult that I watched as a child and was less than impressed by how much I loved it at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say Rocco's Modern Life kind of held up. Did it? Yeah. No, I um, granted I was on a lot of NyQuil at the time, (laughs) but um, yeah, no, I think it was like one or two years ago I was I was really sick and I was on the couch and I... I bought the Rocco's Modern Life series off of Amazon. All right. 
and, 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 and was, was watching through it and was having a great time. Have you watched it recently? Not recently, no. We should watch a couple episodes one day. We should. It's you, a lot of fun. You, you know what I would also love to watch now as an adult? I would love to watch uh, Real Monsters. I yeah. wonder if that one held up because it feels like it would have. I feel like there were a lot of jokes in that one that probably went over kids' heads. So I think that it probably does hold up. I mean, it was starring Tim Curry. So I have to assume at some point. Was Tim Curry in that? He was the professor who wore the high heels. He was? Yes. Okay. He certainly was. I can't remember his name on the show. Uh, Somebody out there is banging their head against the wall right now going, why don't you know this? But yes, he was he was one of the stars. I also know that the voice of Chucky from Rugrats, yeah. Christine Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. was the voice of uh, uh, what, I don't remember what's any her of name. Names. There was Ickis Oblina and okay. Crumb. She was the voice of Oblina. Um, I don't know the voices of Crumb or Ickis. Ickis was always my favorite. Monster, I mean, it's though. probably Charlie Adler. I don't know who that is. He was like Mr. 90s cartoon. He was mm. on like everything. I mean, probably then. It's entirely possible. He, uh, Ickis was my favorite character on the show when I was a kid. I think I identified with like the awkward little red monster who's always <laughs> trying to fix everything. <laughs> Although I did also identify with the four-legged creature wearing high heels. So, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who Maybe I was shaped entirely by our real monsters. But today we are going to be chatting about the Bermuda Triangle. It is a fun little geographical uh, phenomenon, I suppose. <laughs> and you did some research for us, didn't you, Sam? I did. I did do some research. All right. Well, teach me something about the Bermuda Triangle, because I honestly don't have a lot of background. Okay. Um, well... The Bermuda Triangle is a stretch of ocean about 500,000 square miles. It's situated between Bermuda, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Miami, Florida. (laughs) It would be. (laughs) Florida man creates portal to another world. It's a Florida Triangle. It's a Florida Triangle. That's all it is. It's just filled with alligators and things that want to kill you. (laughs) So while there are many incidents considered part of the Triangle lore that predate the 1900s, There was no concept of the Bermuda Triangle before 1950, and it wasn't named that until 1964. Mm. Essentially, this is an area of ocean where weird shit, especially disappearances, are said to happen with greater frequency than in other areas of the world. Do we know what kind of other weird shit happens there? It's basically disappearances and, like, capsizings. Okay. It's, it's like, 99% disappearances. Yeah, dis- it's yeah, it's mostly disappearances of ships and airplanes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, ships and airplanes. Okay. So, just a couple examples. Um, in 1492, Christopher Columbus reported see- seeing strange lights and having compass trouble in this part of the world. Hmm. In 1880, the HMS Atalanta went missing during a training run. It is believed to have been the victim of a violent storm, but the disappearance was later attributed to the triangle. <laughs> Can't be a storm. Must have no. been a, must have been a triangular <laughs> phenomenon. They're, they're like, whatever happened to a, a what was it, Atlantia? Atalanta. Atalanta. They just moved it to Georgia. Um, <laughs> they're like, what happened to Atalanta? And they're like, I don't know. There were some big waves, but also maybe a kraken. No one knows. 
could be anything. Also, perhaps a kraken. Perhaps a kraken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in 1918, the USS Cyclops carrying 300 men and manganese ore disappeared and no wreckage was ever found. Mm. There was no distress signal sent. In 1941, two of its sister ships, similarly laden, also disappeared along the same route. And never sent a distress signal. Likewise, no distress calls, no wreckage. Huh. That is actually pretty compelling. Because one would think that if distress signals were a thing at the time... One would have been sent. But I said, what was the date? Uh, it was <clears throat> 1918. Oh, so we're talking very primitive distress signals. It's entirely possible that it just wasn't picked up if they sent one. It is possible. <clears throat> um, there is also a theory, a rather convincing one, that it was overloaded with metal. That, um, and it just that sank. The ship was not designed to hold that much cargo and it just sank. But if it was sinking, somebody would have been like, hey, call Jim, let him know we're going down. You would think. I mean, I'm sure that that could have been the reason for the sinking. I guess the the curious part to me is why they wouldn't have sent a distress signal. No? It does seem strange. That being said, if it was capsized by a large wave or something like that, they may not have had time. Yeah, if it was capsized by a large wave, I do suppose that's possible. And actually, that idea might come up again yes it might (laughs) (laughs) um in 1921 the carol a deering a schooner was found aground at cape hatteras with no crew known to have been sailing through the bermuda triangle but it was still upright it was still upright the ship was more or less fine there were just no people on it was dracula on it Because that seems like the most reasonable explanation to me. They, they didn't find any, like, desiccated corpses they either. Didn't, they my, didn't find any vampires or coffins no. aboard. Hmm, that's disappointing. Okay. In 1945, perhaps the most famous triangle incident, Flight 19. A training run of five naval bombers from Fort Lauderdale disappeared over the triangle. It is believed that they became utterly lost due to malfunctioning navigation equipment and ran out of fuel, forcing them to ditch at sea. A rescue flight went down that same day and was never found. No Mm. wreckage or bodies were ever found from this incident. The Navy said it was, quote unquote, as if they had flown to Mars. (laughs) Well, maybe they did. Who's to say? (laughs) Flight 19 is still sitting on Mars like, one day they will find us. (laughs) I'm sorry. My wife just texted me while I was trying to read off of this. That's okay. That is, you know, because that's the thing. I, there, there are a lot of conspiracies and quote unquote explanations about why ships disappear in the Bermuda Triangle. But when you think about the fact that some of the disappearances do involve planes, it does become a little more suspect. I suppose. <laughs> You're not going to join me on this conspiracy theory. I am, um, in the interest of being completely upfront, um, during my research came to the conclusion that I don't think that there's anything to this. So Okay. I'm I don't believe one way or another, I suppose. But uh I'm I'm interested to to discuss more about this with you. Okay. <laughs> 
So in 1948-49, two planes, both flown by British South American Airways, disappeared in the triangle after sending all's, all's well signals. Hmm. They were like, everything's fine. Gone. Yeah. Yep. Basically. <laughs> it's like watching Clue. <laughs> they're, they're like, is everything all right? Two corpses. Everything's fine. <laughs> and then Colonel Mustard flew the plane into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> in 1955, the Connemara 4 pleasure yacht found adrift with no crew within the triangle. Hmm. 1963, a KC-135 Stratotanker aircraft coll- collided with another one and crashed over the triangle. Collided with another aircraft. Collided with another aircraft and they both crashed, clearly. Well, I mean, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, it's it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> So 1978, November 3rd, Eastern Caribbean Airways Flight 912, a Piper Chieftain flown by Irving Rivers, arriving at St. Thomas from St. Croix, vanished after being sighted by the control tower and no trace was ever found. Wait, explain this again. So it was sighted by the control tower? Yes, the control tower, it doesn't specify whether, I guess it was in St. Croix, was seen from the control tower. On radar? I, it does not specify. And then they were like, they turned around to grab a cup of coffee and came back and it was gone? Basically, yeah. Huh. I mean, let's not rule out the Kraken. (laughs) This one was a plane, though. A very tall Kraken. A very tall Kraken. (laughs) There's a frog, a giant frog in the Bermuda Triangle and a tongue just shot out. <laughs> Did you fuck up your No, I'm getting a phone call from the New Jersey Department of Health. It's like go the fuck away. Leave my notes are on my you're phone. Like, the one time. <laughs> the one time I need this thing. Okay. In 2015 in late July, two 14-year-old boys went on a fishing trip in their 19-foot boat. Despite the 15,000 square nautical mile wide search by the Coast Guard, the pair's boat was found a year later off the coast of Bermuda, but the boys were never seen again. Hmm. So again, empty boat. The most recent incident was in December 2020. A passenger boat with 20 people aboard disappeared. There's also, this one is kind of fun. In 1969, a lighthouse in Bimini, Bermuda, two keepers went missing during a hurricane. This was on land. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were flying. <laughs> it was... It I was, mean, it was during a hurricane. Yeah, I mean, I do suppose there's a... A semi-feasible explanation. How tall was the lighthouse? It doesn't say. I would assume several stories tall since it's a lighthouse. Probably, at least at two least, or three stories. Yeah, probably at least 30, 40 feet. Hmm. Interesting. And where was it? Uh, Bimini, B- Bermuda. I can't say that. Bimini, Bermuda. That's yeah. a hell of a tongue twister. Bimini, <laughs> Bermuda. <laughs> Sally sells seashells down in Bermuda. Um, huh. That's an interesting one. All right. What else you got? Um, this is basically the wrap up. Eventually in the mid 20th century, a guy named Vincent Gaddis wrote a pulpy article for a magazine claiming that weird shit happened in this part of the world. Ever since then, people have come up with truly crazy theories about why that would be, including leftover technology from Atlantis, wormholes, sea monsters, so the Kraken, (laughs) time warps, reverse gravity fields, and of course, aliens. Of course, aliens. (laughs) More scientific theories blame magnetic field anomalies, water spouts, and eruptions of methane, as well as an unusual number of air bombs or microbursts in the area. Mm -hmm. Still more skeptical theories involve things like uncalibrated or improperly cared for navigation equipment, violent weather, the Gulf Stream, and human error. Yeah. 
All in all, there are a little over 30 incidents ascribed to the triangle. Almost all are disappearances. There are some reports of things like paranormal activity and slash quote unquote ghost ships, but not an unusual amount compared to other equally well-traveled areas. There is a general consensus among sane people that this thing simply isn't real, or at the very <laughs> least, isn't terribly special. There is no greater frequency of disappearances or bad shit that happens here as compared to any similarly traveled stretch of ocean. It is unremarkable. Even the insurance guys say so. Lloyd's of London, one of the largest maritime insurance companies in the world, and the U.S. Coast Guard both agree that the Bermuda Triangle is no more dangerous than anywhere else on Earth principally covered in water. Yeah, that was kind of... Because I did some research about the top, like, five or six conspiracies of, mm-hmm. of the Bermuda Triangle. And the last, the last conspiracy was just... There's nothing there. People are just stupid. <laughs> and it was like, uh, there was an Australian scientist, Carl Kruzelnicki. Okay. Kruzelnicki, um, who notably claimed that there was no reason for the high number of disappearances other than human error. He believes, in my interpretation of his findings, that people are stupid and do stupid things and they get fucked up by the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> And these are my words, not his, <laughs> says Glenn the Hamster. Um, and my last note was, according to the U.S. Coast Guard's analytics, no more people disappear in the Bermuda Triangle than anywhere else in the known world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as far as it being unusual, I, I think that is, that says everything you need to know. It's like, there, this, there are no more common occurrences here than... Than anywhere, than anywhere else. else in the world. So uh, it's just kind of a fun bit of folklore, I think, is what it comes down to. It's kind of a Nessie of the ocean. It is a fun bit of folklore. I found the, the air bombs um, slash microburst thing pretty interesting. Apparently, um, there is a an unusual amount of... They, they're called hexagonal cl- clouds because they look like hexagons mm-hmm. that basically drop air from themselves toward the ocean they rain air they they i didn't read enough of this to really truly <laughs> understand it but es- essentially it's a it's a microburst very similar to like what happens before a tornado um and it just goes down toward the ocean and that's why you get planes getting knocked out of the mm, air it's like a cloud fart kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> cloud farts downing air cloud farts kill the airplanes yes okay but that that is the most likely explanation for the air travel disappearances as far as the ships go it is an unusually like it does have unusually violent weather yeah well that was something i again that i came across uh, because i looked up the top six conspiracy theories and uh this is what i found according to theweek.co.uk um number one conspiracy theory was rogue waves yeah and uh rogue waves are giant waves caused by the landscape of the area according to a channel 5 documentary the bermuda triangle enigma it is alleged by scientists that the conditions of the area around the bermuda triangle are perfect for creating massive waves that could compete that could compete with tsunamis essentially it is supposedly possible that the waves would reach a hundred feet in height, comparable to the tallest wave ever recorded, a 100 foot wave caused by the tsunami that was a product of the combination of an earthquake and a landslide in the Latuya Bay uh, of Alaska in 1958. Um, Simon Boxall, or Boxall, 
an oceanographer at the University of Southampton, posited there are storms to the south and north which come together, and if there are additional ones from Florida, it can be a potentially deadly form formation of rogue waves. So that was the most uh, reasonable explanation to me. Yeah, I felt like a hundred foot waves. Then if you're in, yeah, you're in the lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Although it does beg the question, why the fuck is the lighthouse still there? Um, but yeah, I would not want to be standing on the deck when a hundred no. foot wave comes by. No, definitely not. They're like, wow, Jim's gone and everything's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where he went, but he certainly must have peed himself. Uh, must have been aliens. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the most popular like... I, I will say unreasonable conspiracy theory is that these are UFO abductions and mm -hmm. that that explains why we don't find wreckage and we don't find bodies. Yeah. That's fair. Eh. Uh, it, that also was in the top five. Yeah. Number five was the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Some people believe that this is just a common area of alien abductions. Many people claim that this is a quote unquote portal for aliens to capture vessels and people and transport them to and from alien planets and ships. This is unlikely, <laughs> was my note. Um, yeah, I don't think... I, I, I don't know what it is about this area that would make it particular, particularly conducive to alien abductions. Yeah. Other than it's being remote. Yeah. I was under the impression that they, they typically like, like, rural America. Yeah, they like crops. Yeah, they, they like, like to leave circles. Yeah. They like to they like to leave drawings. You can't draw <laughs> on the ocean unless you're no. BP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Are they a friend of yours? Um, yeah, I, I doubt this has anything to do with aliens. But if David asks, it's definitely aliens. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Definitely. That would be kind of a scary experience if you were on a plane flying through the Bermuda Triangle and all of a sudden the plane was just taken away. <laughs> yeah, that would be I don't know what I would do. What would you do if you were abducted by aliens on a plane? I have not the slightest idea. I guess it depends on like... Their intentions. Yeah. You turn into a, a a father from the 1850s. You're like, what are your intentions for my plane? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I would do. That's probably two of my worst fears is uh, being abducted and having it happen in a plane. <laughs> I don't like flying. So the Bermuda Triangle does scare the shit out of me for that reason. <laughs> Fair. I, not that I think there's really much to it but i guess it's the idea of the bermuda triangle is very creepy to me yeah because it's like maybe we fly around you know what i mean <laughs> how, how what does it add 20 minutes <laughs> it's five hundred and fifty thousand square miles square miles but you figure in one direction that's only 200 no 20 no i'm not very good at math but let's let's say <laughs> maximum an hour and a half okay i could do another hour and a half to know that we're okay 
It doesn't look that big, especially because the the biggest part of the triangle goes out into the ocean. If you're flying yes. down south, like down past Bermuda, you're going down into whatever's down below them. I guess that's the came the uh uh US Virgin Islands, right? Down there. I my geography is not Mine isn't either. But let's say you're going down to those islands down there. Uh just go the other way. <laughs> Don't go through the thick part. Go to the point. <laughs> it can't get you if you're only in there for 10 minutes. Well, no, not go through the point. Go around the point. I'm saying if you go around the widest part, of course, that's going to be a lot of... But it's a triangle. It's not even a square. <laughs> Just go around Go it's around the... title the n- of this episode is it's not even a square. <laughs> <laughs> go around the slimmest part. It's not hard. Look at a picture of the Bermuda Triangle. It It covers basically nothing there's no reason to be there except that it's a major shipping lane well if you're in a ship you're in a ship (laughs) i personally wouldn't work on a ship working on a ship would scare the shit out of me i don't like the ocean (laughs) almost as much as i don't like the sky And so I don't I don't think any of this appeals to me. International travel is just flat out out for you, isn't it? It's not that it's out. It's just unpleasant. Okay. I like going to the I like the place I'm going to. I don't like going to the place. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I love traveling. I love seeing other places. I don't really love the act of getting there. Okay. But that's what Ambien is for. So <laughs> That's my theory. I'm like, if I'm going to fly through the Bermuda Triangle, I'll just take four Ambien and, send, uh, and say, wake me up before we go-go. Um, <laughs> with, there are some other theories on this list. I have a bunch. Uh, one of them was compass malfunctions due to geographic magnetic forces, right? which I thought was interesting. Um, the Bermuda Triangle was, at one point, the area struck by the agonic line, the point where the magnetic north... And true north, which is the North Pole, are perfectly aligned. And because of this, ship captains and pilots may have become confused and thought that their compasses were malfunctioning, causing them to veer off course and become lost. This theory, however, was uh, disproven (laughs) by the fact that scientists now know the agonic line moves and is currently passing through the Gulf of Mexico. So... um, I don't know. There, there is some amount of like it's it's an interesting theory to think yeah. that something like that could have happened. It's certainly a more scientific one. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I think the idea of being lost at sea and not knowing which direction I was facing would probably do me in. I yeah, wouldn't I would die by the sea. I would fairly... die by my heart. <laughs> I'd just have a fucking heart attack in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that would be a fairly scary prospect. That's that's not fun at all. Would you rather be lost at sea mm-hmm. or lost in the woods? This is a tough one. I would say the woods just because there's like foraging opportunities. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to die of dehydration, most likely. Well, you could... You could uh... Make one of those, what is it, desalination things? Yeah. The thing where you, like, evaporate the water and you collect the evaporated water and leave the salt. Mm -hmm. You could do that. You could light a fire on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you could technically fish. Yeah. If you had fishing equipment. Yeah. Or you I... could just reach into the ocean and see if anything grabbed you and just pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, what is, what is that? What's it called when you go catfishing by oh, sticking? Oh, it's called noodling. Noodling. <laughs> you could go noodling in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> is it a catfish or a kraken? Um <laughs> oceanic white tip most the, likely what's an oceanic white tip a shark oh well maybe that too <laughs> uh listen bite him back teach that motherfucker a lesson uh we have a couple other ones what my favorite was the methane bubbles did okay. you read about these i did yeah uh my my notes were methane bubbles that's right ships and planes have been taken by farts well <laughs> earth farts <laughs> Craters in the area are said to emit large methane bubbles, which supposedly cause eruptions that are attributed for the disappearing of passing vessels. Um, Yeah. They were taken by farts. Which, if there is a heaven, (laughs) I, I can't imagine a better story then people being like, how'd you get here? And you're like, listen to this. <laughs> I mean, unless it's something like truly epic, like being swallowed by a whale or eaten by a newly uh, created dinosaur. Like, I think Earth farts is probably a winner. Like nobody yeah. in heaven is going to be able to compete with Earth farts. Yeah. I died in a methane bubble. Basic. this reminds me of uh, when we went to... Uh, Yosemite Kevin apparently didn't realize that the hot springs were basically sulfur pots yeah and apparently also did not realize that sulfur is a relatively unpleasant odor uh yes and Kevin spent basically the second half of our two week trip running feverishly from sulfur (laughs) everywhere we went he would make us like roll up the windows he would uh, he and i actually got into a pretty extreme fight because he yelled at me to roll up my window while i was sleeping (laughs) while we were driving into yosemite um yeah kevin was not prepared for the earth farts of yosemite (laughs) but i wasn't I mean, I wouldn't say it was pleasant, but I wasn't, like, particularly bothered by them. Yeah. Yosemite's actually pretty cool. If you ever get a chance to go, you should. Um, it's it's fun. Like, it's crazy to see the Earth bubbling. Yeah. It's a, it's an active volcano, by the way, for those of you who, who don't know that. It's not erupting, but it is... <laughs> um, it is a volcano, and that's what all of those hot spots are. They're just the heat of the earth yes. bubbling the springs. And so it's like, when you think about it, it's like kind of crazy. You're standing on a volcano, but it is a lot of fun. It's very interesting. And some of it is really cool to see. Uh, I had a really good time there. We also have uh, probably one of the more interesting conspiracies, which was that it is the location of the lost city of Atlantis. Yes. 
Um, this one, I said, speaks for itself. Supposedly, Atlantis sank into the sea and is now the location of many undersea creatures and phenomenon, including mermaids and fire crystals, which allegedly provided so much of Atlantis's tremendous power. What that power is or was, no one seems to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, people have said everything from sea monsters to sea witches to... Uh, mermaids and monsters and all kinds of things down there in the city of Atlantis. I believe the area in the Bermuda Triangle is charted. Yes, it is. So I don't think Atlantis is there unless it's upside down and covered in the ocean floor. (laughs) Uh, It's like a hermit crab. (laughs) Yeah, basically it's hiding in a shell. Uh, Atlantis shrunk down like it's uh, fucking Danny from uh, Doom Patrol. But it it's just in the bottom of the ocean somewhere living in a shell like a crab. <laughs> Those were my top six conspiracies that I found. Okay. Was basically just, there's nothing there. It's aliens. It's the city of Atlantis. Earth farts. Compass malfunctions from uh, magnetic forces. And... In my opinion, the most reasonable one, which is Rogue Waves. I did not know about um, uh, the cloud farts. Yeah. What are they called? Um, hexagonal clouds. Hexagonal clouds uh, with the bursts. Yeah. That makes a bit of sense to me, Yeah, I would say. But I, I will also say um, the thing that does give me pause, not that I think... It's paranormal, but the thing that does make me wonder what was going on is the fact that there aren't a lot of distress calls. Yeah. That's interesting to me, which makes me think that there must be some kind of sudden phenomenon happening. Which I think is why the rogue waves and the airbursts do make a lot of sense. Rogue waves are sudden? Are they unanticipated? I mean, my understanding is that they come up pretty much out of nowhere. Huh. I would not want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the idea of a rogue wave. I don't like the idea of a rogue anything. <laughs> rogue, rogue French fries are unpleasant. You know, you're eating a salad and there's a French fry. Rogue French fry, unpleasant. But uh, See, I'd mo- be perfectly happy. I know most people would, but it's just temptation in a bowl. It's like, oh, you thought you were going to eat well today? French fry. Um, rogue anything is unpleasant even rogue one was <laughs> a terribly upsetting film so say, it's a depressing but i don't depress i mean it was a good movie but it was unpleasant yes it is an unpleasant movie yes uh yeah i would say rogue waves would not be on my my list of things to accomplish <laughs> in life not on my bucket list there are some theories that Bermuda Triangle is not the only Bermuda Triangle. Is that correct? There are a lot of other places that have their Bermuda Triangle. Um, there's there, a lot of them are on land. <laughs> but <laughs> Where do things go? <laughs> <laughs> no one's really sure, but um, Arizona has one. Kentucky has one. In like a desert? Yeah. 
So I'm guessing we're not blaming rogue waves on this no, one. No, <laughs> um, there's a lot more alien abduction theories and, mm, and things like that. That yeah. Um, I mean, at least there it's reasonable. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Especially when you go looking for the thing and all you see is a sign that says Gurklak was here. It's like then it's like well. What could this possibly have been other than Gurklak? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Arizona has one. Kentucky has one. Um, interestingly enough, New Jersey has one. Do we? We do have one. Ours is on water. Oh, well, that's a positive. Listen, you can blame New Jersey for a lot of shit, but you can't say we made up a Bermuda Triangle that wasn't uh, a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, I did a little bit of research because it's local. So okay, <clears throat> New Jersey's Bermuda Triangle, aka Round Valley Reservoir, oh. which is all of three minutes from my house. Yeah, that's not far at all. Dad goes fishing there. Yes, he does. <clears throat> so I'm guessing it's not a very effective Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so basically, in 1960, the New Jersey Water Authority decided to build two dams in Hunterdon County at either end of the Cushatunk Valley in Clinton. Cushatunk. Cushatunk. Huh. The resulting flood created a man-made 2,000-acre lake with depths reaching 180 feet. It's that deep? Yes, it's very deep. I didn't know that. It was named Round Valley Reservoir. Hmm. For 11 years, it wasn't open to the public, but in 1971, fishing was allowed for the first time. Since then, 26 people have drowned or gone missing in the reservoir. Six bodies have never been recovered. The story is almost always the same. Two men go fishing in a small boat, anything so large as 13-foot aluminum fishing boats or as small as a two-man canoe. They are seen out on the water but never come back. Their boats and personal effects are recovered, but their bodies are lost. Usually they are recovered months or even years later, but as I said, six bodies have never been accounted for at all. Hmm. The most recent death I found recorded was in 2019. The body was immediately recovered. However, there are reports of fishermen finding whole, well-preserved bodies from several years before due to the unusually cold waters of the lake. Mm. In addition to the disappearances, strange lights have been reported over the water at night, and the reservoir has also been the site of several suicides. Some people speculate that the disappearances of the bodies have to do with the small town that still lies at the bottom of the reservoir. Oh, I've heard of this. Though much of it was raised, there are still structures and trees that remained there when the valley was flooded. It is postulated that remains could become entangled in these structures, preventing their discovery. Isn't there like a church? Yes. There's a church at the bottom of Round Valley that yes, like every once in a while when the water gets low, you can like see the steeple. I have heard people say that. I have not ever seen it for myself, so I can't say. Huh. I I would love to go get like a flashlight. <laughs> And shine it down into <laughs> Round Valley and be like, hey. Well, people go scuba diving there all the time. There's like YouTube videos and shit of the bottom of Round Valley. You know, if I did not have an insane amount of thalassophobia, <laughs> I would love to go scuba diving in Round Valley. But I think going down 150 feet into the water into an abandoned ghost town would probably be fucking kill me it's a silent hill underwater silent hill underwater with lake placid it's like <laughs> giant crocodile plus silent hill like big sword dude i can't remember his name pyramid head uh underwater no thank you i'm i have seen enough <laughs> so there are several theories as to what's going on here um, some of them make sense and some of them don't. I can give you the most plausible one. 
it's New Jersey <laughs> and it's the mob. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that one of them? No. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, the mob is not involved in this one, actually. I'm shocked. We get blamed for... <laughs> I say think? we like I'm in the mob. The mob gets blamed for everything. Uh, especially because it's New Jersey. We're all crazy Italians. I'm surprised that no one has been like, this is a Fredo moment. Especially if two guys go out on a boat, one guy's remains never get found. Mm, how shocking. <laughs> They just put some cement shoes on that guy. Yeah, that guy's that guy's walking around downtown, <laughs> Round Valley, <laughs> with his new shoes. So some people say it's magnetization issues. Some people say that there are angry spirits attached to the lake. Mm. And so, well, I can't imagine they flooded the town while people were no, there. they didn't. I, I, they weren't I, like surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't just. <laughs> They didn't just let it loose. <laughs> they, did, they didn't just release the ends. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of Lord of the Rings content on this podcast there recently. Is, there is. For some reason. We really should just do the movie. We so. really should at some so point. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, no, angry spirits and, of course, aliens. Uh, always aliens. Yes. The Park Service says this is all a bunch of bullshit. They say that... <laughs> <laughs> Those and this is an official statement from the New Jersey Park Service. I wouldn't be surprised. I, this is a direct quote. A direct quote. This is all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. Get out of here. They say that the shape of the valley creates forty mile per hour gusts of wind that crafts below fourteen feet long simply can't handle. But then what happened? They hit the water and they just die. Like no, what, they what? capsize and drown. Why do all these people who can't swim keep going fishing? I'm like, it, your boat <laughs> gets knocked over and the, the water's made of cyanide? Why, why does everyone die? They do have a tendency to find... Here, hold on. So, 40 mile per hour winds that 14 foot long simply can't handle. That mm -hmm. the lake is 50 degree waters shock the system and induce hypothermia very oh, quickly. Okay. And if dropped in, a, in unexpectedly. And that the round shape of the reservoir makes gauging distance to the shore very difficult. That and the usual admonishment to wear your fucking life vests are all they believe to be necessary. The fact that life vests are frequently among the items found from missing boaters is probably a coincidence. <laughs> probably a coincidence. Yeah, New Jerseyans aren't really known for our safety measures. No, no, we're, we're not good at that. We're not good at uh, making sure we take care of ourselves in any way, really. But... Um, that's that is interesting. I I do suppose the 40 mile per hour gusts are semi plausible, but I don't know. I think on this one I'm going with aliens. Okay. Mostly because it's closer to your house and I'm hoping you get affected <laughs> by aliens. Thank you. So that we have a fun story. <laughs> I, I won't be here to tell it. I'm not sure. Well, that's not true. Many people get probed by aliens and come back. Or quote-unquote probed by aliens and come back <laughs> okay i'm going with aliens if for no other reason than david is like uh, within a half an hour of an alien hotspot and that gives me <laughs> nothing but joy <laughs> he's literally sitting in the other room right now wanting to punch me in the throat probably uh yeah i'm i'm going with aliens on this one i think okay. it's definitely aliens like people on lakes um they also like people in the middle of the ocean 
that's just science. common knowledge. Yeah. That's science. It's just fact. This is fact. This is something that has been proven. Glenn is uh, typing furiously. Typing furiously uh, to an email to the uh, the CIA and anyone else who's interested to let them know that aliens do abduct people off of the water. I really can't get over the fact that there's a town at the bottom of the lake. I am like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I want to go so badly. You know what? I wouldn't scuba dive. But if we got one of those like uh, James Cameron, like little submersibles, those okay. l- like like the mini subs that yeah. he went to the Titanic in, yeah. I would go. <laughs> I'd do it. I would love to see... Uh, this, th- at least one of these Bermuda Triangles actually does have a lost city at the bottom. <laughs> it's true. in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by this. Did you had you ever heard that Round Valley was a Bermuda Triangle before? No, I had never heard that. Until, I hadn't um, either. I, when I was researching this, it came up in Weird New Jersey. If for no other reason than, like, dad talks about going there all the time. And if someone was going to go missing in a Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> dad, dad. Is, dad is, like, patient zero. He is <laughs> numero uno. Dad has the most phenomenal luck for misfortune. <laughs> and so if anyone was going to go missing in a geographical mysterious triangle... I don't know what to call them because you can't call everyone a Bermuda Triangle. They're not all Bermuda. And they're also not all triangles. This one happens to be a circle. This this one is the Round Valley Circle. Um, if anyone's going to go missing in the Round Valley Circle, dad is like number one. <laughs> you know the aliens have been like, ugh, oh, just missed him. <laughs> if only he would go out on the water. <laughs> we need to get dad a boat. He has a boat. We need to get dad a working boat. I believe the boat works. I don't think it does. If it if it does, he's too lazy to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening right now, like wanting to kill me. I I now have my father and my husband threatening to strangle me by the end of this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I had never heard of Round Valley being a uh, being a, a quote unquote hotspot for paranormal activity. Um, does this change the way you view Round Valley, especially since you live so close? I mean, it's definitely a little weird that, I mean, it's it's definitely a little strange just because, like, we sit there and curse the lake traffic every summer. Yeah. Because but... we curse traffic of any kind in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> because it is frequently non-New Jerseyans creating it. Yes. But, um, or New Jerseyans from the opposite side of the state. Yeah. Anyone who's basically bordering Pennsylvania is essentially a Pennsylvanian and doesn't know how to drive. Thank you. Well, you're not on the border. <laughs> no, you're not near the border, the border. But I'm rather close. Yeah, you're within <laughs> like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I would um, say 15 minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> And you are essentially a Pennsylvanian. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think it makes me think about it necessarily differently. I think it just, it's a little strange to know that that many people have gone missing. Like, I, I'm i not entirely shocked that people have drowned there. It's a very large lake. 
But no, and that's what I was going to say. I'm not shocked that people have drowned there. I, I assume any lake probably has, sadly, stories like this. Yeah. But I will say that Round Valley's proximity to Phillipsburg definitely makes me wonder why people are going missing. <laughs> <laughs> Phillipsburg, for those of you who don't know, is essentially the Nazi capital of New Jersey. Uh, it is... It is a a pretty iffy spot. Yeah. Yeah. Phillipsburg is not a pleasant part of New Jersey. Um, and for those of you who just said, well, what part of New Jersey isn't unpleasant? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of wonderful parts of New Jersey. Phillipsburg just isn't one of them. So, uh, yeah, I will say the only reason this makes me think differently of Round Valley is that I literally had no idea that there was a a city at the bottom or a town. <laughs> I can't imagine there's much left. No, there isn't much left. Um, if okay. nothing else, before they flooded the valley, um, the army actually ran tank maneuvers through the town. Tank maneuvers? Yeah. A maneuver. A maneuver. Yes. <laughs> Several I've maneuvers. I've invented a maneuver. Yes. <laughs> I was just watching Eddie Izzard the okay, other day, so it's, it's like stuck in my head. <laughs> yes, no, they ran tank maneuvers through the town and raised most of it, so... You know, I've never understood that term. Like, They're like to the we raised it to the ground. I'm like, no, you <laughs> lowered it. You should not raise it. Well, it's spelled You ran it over with a tank. <laughs> you didn't pick it up and put it down. We raised it to the ground. I mean, it's spelled differently. It's it's spe- but this is why English is ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, we raised it. Uh, did you? You picked it up. No, this is a different kind of raising. <laughs> And it's also not to be confused with a raisin, which is just a dry grape. And it's like, get your shit together, English. Why are you so rude? We raised it, we raised it in a raisin. Stupid. You didn't raise anything to the ground unless you were below the ground. If you were in Atlantis, you could raise something to the ground. That's but true. you cannot raise something to the ground from the ground. No, no, you cannot. I can't believe they did it with tanks. What were they out of wrecking balls? I like what nobody <laughs> Well, I think it was more like, hey, this is a unique opportunity to give these guys who like drive the tanks like experience driving through towns and firing their weapons. This just sounds like fuckery. This Honestly, sounds... I think someone on an army base went, wait, hold on. There's an abandoned <laughs> town and no, they're, they're going to flood it. Yeah. Get the tanks. Get the tanks. I'm surprised <laughs> that they weren't just uh, demolishing it with cannon fire. I'm sure that they were. You think? Yeah. I mean, at the time, when was this? This was the 70s? No, this was the 50s. The fi- Oh, so it was rural. Yeah. This was like rural New Jersey. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I'm absolutely positive that several sheep and cows were annihilated <laughs> in Round Valley. Maybe that's what's killing the that's angry what's killing people. The, the angry spirits of the sheep of New Jersey are drowning people in Round Valley. <laughs> well, kids, this is the story of the Bermuda Triangle and the much more popular Round Valley, New Jersey. Um We'd love to hear your questions. If we can answer them, we will. And your comments and concerns about uh, 
the Bermuda Triangle. Let us know what your thoughts are. If you have a theory or a conspiracy theory that we did not mention, please let us know. You can reach out on social media or at spookygayfam at gmail.com. We love, love, love to hear your uh, responses to the episodes, so please keep on sending them. Uh, We will be back next week with a very special episode with a very special friend uh, who is coming to join us here on the uh, on the podcast. So uh, check out a new mini next Monday on patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. If you're subscribed, you can access it whenever. If you are not subscribed, you will have to subscribe to get the mini Otherwise, we will be back right here wherever you're listening next Thursday with another brand new episode. So until then, stay spoopy and remember. The Bermuda Triangle is a very strange and mysterious place. You'd be surprised at all the things you don't know. She certainly would. Wednesday doors the Bermuda Triangle. She studies it. Death at sea. She's hooked. Ask me anything. Being in my old room sure brings back memories. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from The Addams Family, distributed by Paramount Pictures Studios, 1991. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions.